0: Welcome to Horror in the Margins, where indie horror reigns supreme and we celebrate works by diverse creators. Um, Happy December, Nikki. Happy Knock, Tiffany. <gasps> yes, Knock. I can't believe that we are actually recording on this day and we're talking about rare exports today, which truly is just perfect. Like, It's like we we couldn't have planned this better. No,
1: we couldn't have planned this better. It's the ultimate horror Christmas crossover, in my opinion.
0: Yes, absolutely. Well, I hope that y'all have been um, very nice this year and not naughty. (laughs) That Krampus does not come (laughs) and get you tonight and put you in his uh, bag and beat you with implements. Um, Because, you know, that's that's a thing.
1: Evidently, that's a thing, as we learn. I love like uh I love like learning about foreign Christmas traditions and um like especially when they're when they're like made into some sort of medium that you get to like watch and this was no different. I loved the lore in this movie so so much and just it was wild. it was like such a wild ride. What was your first impression of rare exports Tiffany?
0: Oh my gosh. It's, it's such a fun film. You know, it's one of those ones that has been on Christmas lists for a while and I've been wanting to watch it. And then this just gave me the perfect, you know, excuse to do it. Um, but yeah, I, I really didn't know what to expect, honestly, because I hadn't looked up much about it. I just knew that a lot of people consider this almost like a Christmas classic. Um, I knew that there was going to be some Krampus uh, mythology. Um, and folklore a little bit but beyond that I really didn't know much else um which which I highly recommend if you have not seen this movie don't look anything up about it no. just dive right in it's it's a super fun ride
1: the blinder the better in my opinion like I think yes. I might have watched the trailer because you know me I love trailers and I think I watched it and then I went in and luckily the trailer doesn't quite prepare you no for what's to come <clears throat> thankfully so watching it unfold was so delightful it was still like so tender and it's absolutely becoming a Christmas classic in my house
0: oh I love to hear that oh my gosh this is this is another like genre bending one I think a bit and and we'll talk about this a little bit more but there were definitely some comedic moments that I'm really excited to talk about um some truly horrific ones like and then it wraps itself all up in a nice little christmas bow at the end like there's just there's so much going on in this film at least in the last third like i will admit that i thought that it was a little bit slow going in the beginning but once it really picks up speed then uh you know We go dashing through the snow. Um, It is definitely a wild ride, perhaps a Mm -hmm. wild sleigh ride.
1: Oh, you were waiting for that. (laughs) 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 Yeah, this uh, was so much fun. It was it, it definitely was a little slow at first. And maybe that was like their attempt to build some disposition Um, and they could have probably cut that in half, but they had to fill an hour and a half. And interestingly, this was based on a short film first. Mm. So there was the short film rare exports Inc that actually came out in 2003. And then there was a sequel rare exports, the official safety instructions. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Written by jean uh, Mari Hallander, and then that was turned into a feature film in 2010. Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale is the full title. And um, so this was, again, written and directed by jean I'm sorry, Hallander. This is the problem with trying to read small print after 35, um, and it was taped in Finland. So we get a little Finland action. I don't know a whole lot about Finland, but it looks like a beautiful place in a small mountain town. Um, this stars a cast of Finnish actors, some really hot, in my opinion, Finnish mountain men. Um, (laughs) 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 so, uh, leading us is uh, Jorma Tomila and he plays Rauno Ra- Rauno um, and he is a farmer um, he and the rest of these mountain men uh, they corral what appear to be reindeer every mm-hmm. year and they sell off those reindeer to make a profit for the town that they live in and so they all live in these really small but still somewhat picturesque houses they're like in the middle of nowhere in the Laplands of of Finland. Um, and he lives with his son, Omni Tamila. And if you've been paying attention, you will notice that they have the same last name because dun, 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 the father-son duo in the movie is a father-son duo in real life. And it is just
0: made that much cuter. I know. I see you just spawning over there (laughs) oh my gosh I absolutely love that I think it's so great and I think that there's definitely some butchery involved in this too like he's a butcher so and that that plays an important part in uh in kind of the film so I just want to throw that out there too
1: yeah it seems like they are (laughs) a full-service sort of self-sustaining town so um aside from reindeer, I feel like the only other thing that they ever eat is gingerbread cookies, which also come into play.
0: <laughs> well, it's it's very much because the dad can't cook. Like we see that first. Very much the
1: dad can't cook. So like poor poor pietati, and that's the name of the yeah. son, poor pietati <laughs> basically only eats reindeer meat and gingerbread cookies. And um, he is so sweet and he's so adorable. And he's kind of like the kid who holds the Christmas spirit in his heart and mm-hmm. sort of saves the day. Um, he is joined by his best friend, Jozo. I'm going to try and pronounce his last name, Ilmari Harvanpa. And then Jozo's dad, Aimo, is played by Tommy Corpella. Um, he is very hot. He's the hottest ma- mountain man, if you're wondering. <laughs> You heard,
0: f- first, <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first.
1: And then there's some folks that are involved in this um, like secret subground drilling project and um, their names aren't really all that uh, relevant. And We don't then, really need to know that. We don't really need mm-hmm. to know. Um, we only need to know that Peter Jacoby plays... The Santa figure, and that's all I will say about him right now. Um, but I am pretty much ready to get into the plot summary here from spoilers. Let's do it. Now, Let's do it. we should probably issue a couple of content warnings. Um, one is that there is definitely some animal slaughter here, mm-hmm. um, both. I mean, pretty graphically, but also like as part of the just the, the plot line. So if you don't like seeing animals killed or slaughtered, this is probably not a great one for you. Um, and there is also some pretty heavy, uh, unexpected frontal male nudity. And there is lots of it. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. We're going to call this graphic nudity because if you have noticed. <laughs> Anytime that wang is involved, it's called graphic nudity.
1: Is it?
0: Mm-hmm. I mm. see. see. All right. If you see right. the word graphic, then you are likely going to see some wang. Excellent.
1: Well, and now you know. Let me tell you,
0: there are quite a few in this film.
1: There's so many, and we will explain why. There, there is a yes. reason, but we're not quite sure of the purpose. So we're going to get into that. Um in just a few moments here but of course as always take care of your mental health first and foremost and with that advisory i think we are ready to enter the laplands of finland
0: i i, I think we're ready the santa laplands of finland oh no okay oh I'm, I'm sorry. my god
1: so i the feel like I... out
0: of control right now i don't know what's wrong with me
1: <laughs> i ran right into that on my snowmobile Um, we, so we start with a, um, a card that says 24 days to Christmas and we enter this small trailer that's at the top, a mountain Mm -hmm. in Finland and it's snowing out and, um, obviously it's December And the camera's sort of in back of this like head honcho, this like general contractor, or maybe he's like the sort of the con man behind this operation. And he's talking to one of his subs, who's sort of talking about this sample that they have just found drilling into the mountain, drilling sample number 76. And this man dumps out a pile of sawdust and the boss knows exactly what this is. This sawdust is used to encase ice and keep it cool, implying that there's something being preserved inside. And he, I thought this was hilarious. He (laughs) hands the contractor safety instructions to like keep the holiday spirit. And it's like no smoke. It's laminated, by the way. No smoking, like no cursing. It's just, it's such it's so funny and puritanical for like, it's yeah. about to go down and the operation that they're running that I'm like, I don't think that cursing and smoking and drinking are going to save anyone this year from the naughty list, but it seems like they're, he's trying.
0: Yeah. It's, it's this really funny about face where it's kind of like, <laughs> Oh, Hey, now that we found this sawdust, y'all got to mind your P's and Q's. <laughs> like- <laughs> Like, hey, I saw you smoking on the site yesterday, but as of today, we can no longer do that. Like, leave your vices at the door. And you're just kind of like, what is going on? And clearly, this guy who, you know, is, is the lead of this job is just, like, really excited. Clearly, this sawdust and, like, the preservation of ice and that sort of thing um, is getting him really excited. And we're just kind of like okay what the hell is in this mountain (laughs) clearly there is something on ice which truly just made me kind of think of jurassic park a little bit and i'm like nothing ends well with this sort of situation like let's not excavate things that have (laughs) no business being excavated because we all know that that happens and it ends with you know a velociraptor finding you on the john that's just (laughs) how that's just how it works so you know immediately I was just like, oh no would we say that like life finds a way mm.
1: <laughs> maybe lore finds a way maybe lore finds a way and, and mm-hmm. it certainly does um so while this is all happening um there the, the head honcho guy comes out and he he's obviously like, very wealthy. You know, he's got like a nice coat on and one of the contractors hands him a block of ice. And so his suspicion has been confirmed. He's absolutely thrilled and he's like excited and he's addressing the workers. And he discloses that they are standing atop the largest burial grave from the Sami people of Lapland. And he gives them 24 days to rob it. So just enough time to get home to your families and what like open your Christmas gifts. But before then you're going to rob this unknown uncharted grave on top of a fucking mountain in the middle of Finland. Cause that's not strange. And all the while this strange gathering is happening. There are two little Finnish boys that are looking on, they're spying on these people. Mm -hmm. Um, And that of course is Pietari and Juoso. And, um, Duoso, so Pietari is is like this really like sweet, gentle, like kind of soft-spoken little boy. And Juoso is like a 16-year-old in like an <laughs> eight-year-old's body. And he like smokes cigarettes. He oh, has yeah. an hearing. I'm like, where are you getting these things from? Like this is, it's obviously a very much a latchkey community because they also ride around them by themselves on these snowmobiles and I mean this area at the top of a mountain is treacherous
0: oh, like yeah.
1: you can't just like it's not like there's a few steps and you're there there's no mm-hmm. like ski lift like you're getting there it's remote
0: yeah yeah I, I I think that this is very much like a survival of the fittest sort of thing like it's a pretty rough terrain and it's funny because I think Jusso just is kind of like The kid who's seen some shit right like he's grown up in this area he kind of knows like someone definitely told him that santa wasn't real um and he was like yeah that tracks that makes sense like he's very pragmatic right but then he's but then he's really good friends with pietari which is awesome because again like i think that those friendships just balance each other out really nicely Mm -hmm. um you know, and it's clear that they that they are very fond of each other and everything, but it's just kind of like Juoso is totally the kid who would tell you that Santa isn't real, and he proceeds to do that actually. So they <laughs> they leave this site because again they can't be found out. <clears throat> and they're somewhere they're not supposed to be, because this is all like fenced off. It's supposed to be very secretive. Of course, they've taken some fl- some pliers to the fence and gotten themselves through because they want to see what's going on um on this mountain. And so they're discussing it after they've they've come down off of it and, you know, Juoso is basically like, well, because I, I think Pietari says something to mm-hmm. the effect of, oh, well, I, I think they found Santa, right? Like, they've definitely found Santa in this grave. Like, that's Call where it. he is. Like, <laughs> Like that's what's going on. And Jooso's like, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's not Santa. And Pietari's like, well, what, what about the guy who comes over and is like, Oh yeah, I know your dad hires that person. Like that's 100% what's going on here. Like dreams dash right away.
1: <laughs> well, don't you know, once you learn there's no Santa, you become a man like Jooso. and you yes. start drink, drinking and smoking and you get a, you get an earring,
0: you get an earring. Yep. That's what happens. So, um, yeah, (laughs) we're, we're introduced to that right away. Um, And it, it goes forward here where we see Pietari who suddenly is kind of like, okay, well, I'm really interested. Like I've seen something and I want to learn more about it. And he goes home and starts doing like all of this research and you see him busting out, you know, these, these books that contain Finnish lore and a lot of things having to do with, like, Santa Claus mythos. Um, And this is the moment when he really discovers, you know, the dark side of the Santa tale. So you're seeing lots of illustrations of, you know, the classic Krampus figure, um, which looks kind of, you know, demonic and has, you know, a a bag of children slung over his back that he's stolen. Um, I think there's one where there's, like, children in a cauldron I think like there's a lot of you know stuff where it's it's like clearly Santa's come after the naughty kids it was terrifying and, and, and that's what's going on and it clearly changes Pietari's like worldview because he starts kind of like staying up all night because now he now he's convinced that it's not Santa in that grave but more of like the Krampus figure or you know this really kind of deadly, harrowing figure who's going to come down and uh, wreak havoc upon, you know, not just their town, but probably the whole world. Um, So he has, you know, his little advent calendar and he's like counting down and, you know, the days until Christmas. And um, we see him like staple the last day shut (laughs) and everything as if like Krampus is going to come out of his advent calendar. Like, clearly it's turned into this whole other thing and it's very much like the imagination of a little kid um but he's so earnest about it and so sweet about it and you know we start kind of thinking well maybe there's something to that
1: yeah and i actually looked this up um because in Finland there was a pre-Christian tradition it it's so it is a a Krampus-like figure obviously um but it's actually called the Yule Goat Mm -hmm. there and it is that's like really grotesque creature that's like hairy and they frighten children and demand gifts at what Mm. we call Christmas they you know take the naughty kids away from the parents It, it very much is the lore of it but yeah the book that he's holding that that. For some reason, Pietati has. I think like there was also like one picture of Krampus like spanking a child, like completely, the child figure is completely naked. Um and very much in pain. And so like, yeah, if I'm sitting there like Pietati, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be pissing my pants at like yeah. what what is going to happen when all hell breaks loose. And we all know which list you is on. So <laughs> like he's just trying so hard. He like, you know, he has a uh, Christmas lights that are decking the, you know, his little house and he's tra- you know, wants to make sure that they're on. And so he becomes sort of like a Yule goat expert.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and so we fast forward, it's now one day before Christmas and Joseph's hot dad is outside fashioning a spear from wood because that's what mountain men do, okay? And this is like why no one looks that old because they are just like working on the land and like building their muscles and growing beards. So it's, I'm not gonna say I wasn't (laughs) turned on, but in any event, um, let's get on with the story. So he's fashioning a spear from wood and he's kind of like drilling down into the ice and um, we we come to kind of learn that it's actually like a wolf pit because the wolves are apt to come and attack the reindeer that they are trying to lure into this electric fence that they're then going to turn over and sell, um, export, you know. Mm-hmm. And so as so anyway, the dad finishes this project and goes into the barn to. You're right, butcher. Um, i don't know what it is it a could pig. be a reindeer it could be a pig it was a pig okay it was a so pig they don't in
0: that yeah
1: <clears throat> they don't only sell reindeer that's been confirmed they also they also do pork so um pietati is you know he's rightfully freaked out about everything that he has learned or relearned because clearly he had this book before maybe he's like me and hadn't opened any of the books on his shelf um but he looks out of his window and there are footprints. And they're human footprints, which is even stranger. Because what we see in the books is kind of this, like, hoofed creature. Um, And so he runs out in the cold, in his underpants, to the barn mm-hmm. to find his dad. And to tell him, like, look, there's footprints. The lights are, oh, also the Christmas lights were disconnected. And... Yeah. His dad's just like, don't bother me with this. I'm doing mountain man things. Um, Go get dressed (laughs) for the roundup. And like this, like, and his dad is like rightfully butchering this pig, like piling severed limbs on top of each other. Like he knows what he's doing. And so the father-son duo, they take their snowmobile to the gathering. And dad hands Pietari a shotgun. Joso's there. He's looking for a light again. Strange. Maybe it's not so strange culturally. And so Piet- Pietati is still trying to convince Joso that Santa is real. Mm-hmm. And um, and the god, the the men are lighting. They're they're turning on the electric fence around this like big. It's yeah. It's just where where cattle go. <laughs> Why can't I think of the word? In any event. It's they're, just it's like, like a big a corral. <clears throat> it's
0: like yeah, a like corral. a pen or a corral. Yeah.
1: And so then they wait for the reindeer.
0: Yeah. And clearly something something is going wrong here because these reindeer are not are not coming. They haven't found them. And it's just this this odd occurrence where they're like, okay, well, we're gonna have to go out, like get them, round them up, you know. And once they get up to kind of like this big plane. Um, they all just stand there in shock because it's just a bunch of slaughtered reindeer, like as far as the eye can see, essentially. So basically their entire crop of these animals, you know, that they were hoping to, um, you know, have as export, whether as meat or as animal, um, you know, there's probably some survival in there too. Like I would imagine that that's probably what kind of feeds them through the winter as well. Are all just gone they have all been slaughtered and you know at first they're kind of like oh the wolves the wolves but it's kind of like what kind of wolf would do that because it's i mean hundreds of animals um and and they're all in the same
1: place they're not around
0: no they're they're all in the same place so it's very very strange and they do recognize that there is a hole in the fence too that was leading up to, you know, this mountain drilling project. And they're kind of like, well, shit, like there's this hole in the fence. That's probably how the wolves got through, you know, and they slaughtered this whole crop. And of course, Pierre Tari knows that something else has to be going on here. He's like, that is definitely not a wolf. But first and foremost... He and Juoso were the ones who cut that, <laughs> that hole in the fence. And now they're definitely on the naughty list. Even if Santa doesn't exist, they're very much on the naughty list with, <laughs> with their parents. Because, you know, this is survival. And there's a definite oh shit moment. And you you see, like, the activation of, like, little boy, like, oh, I did something I really wasn't supposed to. And now I can't tell anyone because, oh, I'm going to get in so much trouble.
1: Yeah. They're they're holding this secret and it's killing Pietati. Joe, see, though has seen a lot of shit, and this is just, I mean, it's not gonna change anything for him. But poor yeah. feels awful about this because he thinks they are they are at fault for killing this entire crop of reindeer. And mm-hmm. um but because the men don't know this, they think that this is a whole setup. So they decide to all go up on their snowmobiles to the abandoned drilling site. Yep. And they enter the trailer that we started out at, at the beginning of the film. It's like frozen over inside. I guess that's like how cold it gets yeah. up there. I hate to be working there. Um, and Pietari investigates. He's like, Santa's definitely been excavated. This is not good. And so he, back at home, he shares his research with Joso and basically concludes that the Sami people lured Santa onto the ice and trapped him and then took the ice and like the, the encasing that he was in, buried it under the mountain, covered it with rock, covered <laughs> it with rocks. So seemingly never to be found again. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know that we even get an explanation explanation of like, palisanta was found but it's oh, obviously. I don't, I don't think that it matters
0: i think it that doesn't you know like the the indigenous people there essentially were kind of like hey we got to subdue this thing like we're taking him down and possibly buried him capitalism so well yeah that too
1: <laughs> Pietade is back at home his dad has made the first of probably 17 batches of gingerbread cookies that we see eaten in the film and they start reminiscing about Kitade's mother and it's really sad Mm -hmm. um you can tell it's kind of fresh and his father kind of like sends him to bed we're at Christmas Eve by the way so they wish each other a Merry Christmas and now we kind of get an answer to okay what fucking happened to Santa (laughs) or whatever was beneath the, the mountain. So we cut back to this team of like ragtag, like excavators, um, and they are loading cargo. And some, the head guy that we see kind of sauntering around is on the phone with the buyer. And he's telling the buyer, like, look, the cargo is like alive. Like, I don't know what to tell you, but there's something strange going on. And all of a sudden we see like hard hats just like tossed aside left and right by this like humanoid figure. And Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I was like, at that point, that was like the first what the fuck moment for me.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Like that's when, that's when everything kind of really started speeding up and you were like, okay, some shit's about to go down. Here we go. (laughs) definitely so
1: um so the we cut back you know there, by the way there's not a whole lot of sets or scenes in this film so cut back to pietati's house and there's a noise outside um and there it happens to be that the whole the wolf trap that pietati's father built the day before has been breached and um Inside, there are all these feathers, Mm -hmm. as well as a potato sack. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: um, so the idea is, oh, you know, a bird came by and ate the meat. And, you know, basically that's his dad kind of, again, he's much like Joso; like he's this haggard guy, working class, like he doesn't have time for childish theories. And so dad grounds him goes to haul something in tarp in the barn. And we find out that it actually wasn't a wolf that fell into the trap. It was a human body, or at least that's what I believe.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's actually very, very much the case because they're out there investigating this trap and they start pulling something aside and his dad sees a hand. Yeah. Like a bloodied hand. And that was the you know, that was the indicator where he was like, Oh shit, okay, Pietari go inside. And you can see a little bit of his fear too, because apparently these types of wolf traps are illegal. And now, you know, a human has probably died in his wolf trap, and now he's gonna have to deal with all of that. So into you know, his butcher shop they go, which was a very Sweeney Todd moment for me. Um <laughs> Where are kind of like, okay, well, I have to lug this. Like, I have to see what's going on. You know, he calls his friend for reinforcements and puts this, you know, this human body on the slab, essentially.
1: Exactly. And so he starts looking for some identification, finds a U.S. passport for a, mm-hmm. probably the most American name, like, that they could find, Brian Jonathan
0: Green. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So funny.
1: Um, also, I'm not sure if you noticed, but his passport number is Pi. Like three one four i
0: did not notice that oh (laughs) that's really funny
1: it's kind of a cute little little easter egg um i like that and who does mr brian jonathan
0: green resemble to for the crowd he resembles well a, a very haggard and very beat up but santa claus Santa Claus. Santa Claus. He's got his, you know, his white beard and that sort of thing. And, you know, it, it's an older gentleman. Um, he's, you know, he's he's pretty skinny and much older and definitely not, you know, your big bellied like jovial Santa, if you will. Um, but he definitely resembles uh, what we know as Santa Claus.
1: And I like, again, there are so many like funny comedic moments. And one of them is is actually like this scene because, um, Jorma, or I'm sorry, Rauno, um is uh, who's Pietari's dad is joined by Piparinen. Okay, it, it's gonna. It might take a few tries. Uh, who is kind of a jovial like. Uh, larger guy and with like long hair and
0: i he's the guy who was hired to be santa previously he was
1: hired to be santa (laughs) so of course he's wearing a whole santa suit because it's christmas now and so that's
0: like his job like in this little town it seems like he's like the designated santa figure
1: he is and he like plays the part but he walks in like He's so like lackadaisical, and he, ha- you know, brings in this body, and he's like wearing a whole full fledged Santa outfit with sunglasses on. It's it's just it's, well, Chef's kiss, um, and and he he just like plays it so well. So, Pipotin and resolves that they should just dismember the body because obviously that's the easiest thing to do. And I, mean, I feel like had he just covered right the it. body before,
0: I mean. They're butchers, like you know. If ever anyone was going to, like, I feel like that is you know the 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 logical, the logical thing, I guess. They're just kind of like, you know, what we're just we're just gonna pretend that this is a reindeer or something. But but again, like, I think that they'd be in big trouble, right? Like, they have this, um, what they think is is a dead body, and clearly you know they found a passport it's a foreigner they weren't supposed to do this wolf trap thing like they're just like you know what we're we're under this enormous pile of shit so let's just get rid of this problem
1: <laughs> yeah their their legal troubles are mounting um yeah yeah while they're trying to figure out what to do with this corpse um Pietare decides to check out the wolf pit for himself and he finds the potato sack inside with this strange looking wooden doll inside it's like carved out of wood with like some sort of hair on top I couldn't quite figure out the material it,
0: it looks like it might be like a hay kind of a situation too like if you think of you know old school it it reminded me a lot of like Victorian dolls which if you've ever looked up anything like that and I mean I'm not talking like you know pretty porcelain anything like that I'm talking about very very rudimentary um you know, dolls kind of created in Victorian times and even before then, um, more by like the lower class where they were really scrapping together, like whatever materials they possibly could to create something that somewhat resembled a person. Um, it reminds me a lot of that sort of a thing where it was kind of like these cobbled together interesting materials, but it's just like this brown doll Um you know, probably some wood, some hay, like that sort of vibe.
1: Yeah. And it seems like that's what this Santa esque fe- uh, creature was carrying when he fell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Pietare is, you will find a very curious character. <laughs> so yes. he's, I mean, he's a young kid. He wants to know what's going on. He thinks Santa might be about and he might be the only one to save the whole town. So he goes to the barn and he looks through the window. By the way, the barn is like totally off limits to him. Like when he walks in, he's not even allowed to like open his eyes when dad's working in there. So dad catches him peering into the window. The men have also determined that the body is alive. So Mm -hmm. now they like really can't dismember the body until they they figure out what's happening. But they're momentarily sidetracked because pietati has been caught dad comes out like running after him to look for him and Pietati finds himself on the road and like jumps into a police patrol van so his dad's like well i guess i gotta follow him so they leave and they end up at juoso's house where his dad has found something really peculiar in his barn and that is all of his potato sacks are gone, but you know what's left? All the potatoes inside. So his barn is just piled of like good, hearty potatoes. So look, we're actually being led on an agricultural journey throughout Hapland. We are. Because we now know they've got reindeer, they've got pigs, they've got potatoes. You know, I don't know if you remember the five C's. Oh, and gingerbread. Well, yeah, but that's not really a crop, But but we'll take it. They have the, they have the means to make
0: gingerbread. And, and yeah, this is, and this isn't the only curious happening too. So there was the potatoes, but there was also conversation being had about like all of the stoves in town had been stolen. Like there's this, there are just some of these weird things happening and you're kind of like, okay, so someone stole stoves and potato sacks
1: and radiators i think too
0: radiators like yeah like things that create heat and i think there there's this funny exchange of like oh well you know my wife's hair dryer is the only thing left or something (laughs) along those lines it's like this fancy hair dryer um but yeah so there are these just kind of weird happenings going on and now it's kind of like well i have all these potatoes but zero sacks interesting yeah very interesting and And we also don't know where russia (laughs) Uh, right and uh oh um, easy and and the other interesting thing i think at this point is that we don't know where gioso is but that's also not a weird thing cuz clearly this kid is very independent and kind of just goes off and you know does his own thing so i think he's probably out on like a, a, a ski do somewhere
1: yeah his dad don't care um his dad has bigger problems on his hands like where how is he going to pack up his 50000 his potatoes. So Pietari um, goes to find Juoso, and he has this, like, super cute little stuffed animal um, called, I think it's vupe, and it actually translates to wolf in Mm -hmm. Finnish, but he... He leads Jupe around Bube around on a leash. So like mm-hmm. he'll be walking upstairs and Vupu's like bouncing off of the stairs. And it's just so cute. It's like this kid is yes. just so innocent. He's very sweet. And sweet. And he's still into stuffed animals. Um so spoiler alert, Joso is not there. He's in his, like in place of him <clears throat> in bed is another one of these really freaky looking dolls.
0: Yep. Dun dun dun, dun dun
1: dun, and so now we are like, okay, there's a pattern, and I do mm-hmm. not like, I do not like it.
0: Hmm. Meanwhile, back at the, uh, at the butchery, at the butcher barn, at the butcher barn, um, things have gotten a little weird too, because you know this Santa figure has basically awakened. Um. And I I think that everyone kind of winds up congregating back in that space and witnessing, you know, this figure who, by the way, like, super freaky. The first time that we actually get to see him off of kind of like this metal slab because he's just like crouched and naked in this weird, like, contorted sort of uh, just this position and in front of like the fire, like you just see the silhouette and you're just kind of like, Oh, okay. That is not the Santa that I want to take my niece and nephew to, mm-hmm. um, to go get pictures. Uh, definitely not. Um, <laughs> mm, and he no. has like this weird glint in his eye. And as soon as Pietari walks into, you know, the room, it's like it draws This figure's attention, and you're kind of like, Oh shit, did it just smell children? I smell
1: children. I know. I had a a very (laughs) Sanderson
0: sisters moment. It's like, I smell children.
1: Well, before that even happens, back at the barn. So Paparinen is, you know, has been back at the barn with the Santa figure, and he's like taunting the figure with ginger because he's eating it as uh, Rauno is offering yes. some, mm-hmm. And the Santa figure pipes up at that and Renan is kind of taunting him with the gingerbread. And of course like what's going to happen? The Santa figure lashes up and like bites his fucking ear.
0: Like yes. almost
1: clean off. <laughs> so when everyone gets back to the barn, and when we say everyone we mean um, Rauno, Pietari, and then Joso's um, father. Like he's like he's holding like a towel to his head to, you know, keep mm-hmm. from bleeding out. And yeah. I would, I, and I thought it was funny that like, no one notices this at first. No. They're just like, Hey, you know, and, and, uh, is like, uh, I think you like need to see what's inside. And then it takes like a couple of minutes for them to ask, Oh, what what's going on there? You hurt. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, then they all go inside and and this figure I, I feel like it was like very abnormal, like animalistic, crouching, like yeah, activity. Ugh.
0: Ugh. It's super, super terrifying. But then we also get a funny moment after this because they're all kind of like, okay, well, this dude is dangerous. Like we gotta do something. We have to figure it out. They put him in some sort of sack. And then they, like, suspend it from, like, meat hooks or something <laughs> oh along those lines. And it's actually quite funny because it's just, like, this guy just suspended just, like, staring at them. And then they're all sitting there just eating gingerbread. Like, yeah. watching this guy and trying to figure out, okay, well, that took a turn. And now we don't really know what to do. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, like, I, I laughed. I was just like, okay, that's that's some pitch perfect dark comedy there because it's just 100%. like, yeah, really, really funny. And like,
1: they must have gone through so many actors and chosen like the one with the best glare
0: mm-hmm. because this
1: guy just like deadpans it. Like, it's pretty terrifying, but like in the context of, okay, you like, now what? In in the midst of like, basically them trying to subdue and then eventually succeeding in subduing this Santa figure. Um, importantly, Pietade confesses, to making yes. the hole in the fence. And, you know, says it was us. Um, we didn't basically, you know, we wanted to know what was happening in the mountain. And I think now all the children are gone. Like we need to do something about this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and by the way, this is also where we get our first uh dose of graphic nudity. <laughs> so I was like, wow, this guy's been like out in the finish like woods dead of winter like and they have the balls (laughs) to show him completely naked i just want to say bravo to any of the actors that decided to participate like all out in this movie because it is not the best climate i'm just gonna say it
0: no, no, it's true. <laughs> although, although, let's be totally honest. Like, American films are very, very prudish about nudity, and this is definitely like more of a European film, so it's. You know. Oh
1: yeah, no, I appreciate that they <laughs> and and it's used like I think really well. Um, yeah, it is. just It makes sense. It makes sense in this in the storytelling. Um, but yeah,
0: but yeah, yeah, this 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 Santa is very very naked, and you do get to see his his bits. <laughs> there are bits Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: there are pranks and beans um
0: yes so now it's funny because now they start concocting all of these like interesting plots where they're like okay well now we have to figure out what to do with this live body right like we can't do anything with like this dead body how we had originally planned to um and they come up with this great idea (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to, Classic, really. to put this man in Piparinen's Santa costume and you know message the drilling company and basically be like hey we have what you were looking for mm-hmm. we have your Santa and they basically want to like ransom him so they're kind of like okay how much money are we out because of these reindeer and stuff <laughs> like how much do you think that we can get you know, for this Santa from this Sub-Zero, you know, expedition sort of thing. So <laughs> they put him in a cage, um, which they probably have from, you know, from like their slaughterhouse butchery sort of thing. And they're like, we're going to put him in this in this cage, like in this Santa costume. And this, it's, it's kind of comical because this Santa is like the most non-jolly thing ever. Like it's still just very like, just staring. Like, think um, Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal Lecter, but just in a Santa costume, (laughs) essentially.
1: He's Um, already tried to eat someone, so they're more alike. Yeah, you know what?
0: It it, it tracks. So, you know, they take this man to the airbase, and um, they're meeting, you know, like, the head honcho who was, you know, overseeing and who really wanted to... Uh, do this excavation project and who we see in the beginning who's you know handing out like the laminated rules and that sort of thing. So they're kind of like, yeah this, this is the guy. This is the guy we're gonna get the money from. And I guess his name is Riley. and Riley comes back in and, um, you know, meets them there and takes one look and goes, okay, well, it's good that you brought this back, but this isn't Santa. This is actually just one of his elves. Mm-hmm. So apparently, this Santa figure has all of these elves who do his bidding, and that's what they have actually captured. And you're kind of like, wait, what? What? Okay, so, so, what's happening here? And then all of a sudden, it pans because they're like, they're outside and kind of this airfield. And it pans to this snowy climate and all of a sudden you're just seeing naked man after naked man after naked oh. man, all of these like gaunt naked Santa figures who are apparently <laughs> all of these elves and you're just like, oh shit, like there's a whole bunch of these and they're coming out of literally the woodwork. Um <laughs> And they all, they like, they attack. Like, Riley goes down real fast. I think he takes an axe to the head or something along those lines. Oh, for sure. And things start getting just absolutely wild. So they come, they kill Riley. All of the men and, you know, the boys and stuff run. They get into this hangar. Um, and then they discover what's mm. really been going on. What's in the hangar, Nikki? What's in the hangar?
1: It's Santa. <laughs> it's it's Krampus. It's Krampus slash <clears throat> the the Yule Goat. The Yule Goat.
0: Yeah. Um
1: terrifying. And you know, and one thing I kind of appreciate, but also like frustrated me, is that you never get to actually see like the full figure
0: of what's encased in the ice yes i agree because it uh. is it is because it is in case it's still like in ice right mm-hmm. so you just see like this huge like hulking ice structure but with the classic like krampus horns peeking out because those have defrosted those have thawed um but it's just like ginormous and then you find out where everyone's uh ovens and radiators and everything (laughs) have gone too because they're all just like turned on and essentially they're they're working to thaw the beast that's right and
1: thankfully all of the town's children are still alive but they are where they're inside potato sacks um that are shoved underneath this thawing piece of ice and I suspect that they are there to feed the Krampus-like creature when he awakens.
0: Oh yeah, so, oh yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll be hungry after um, millennia of slumber in the ice. Like you need yeah. a snack.
1: You need a snack. <laughs> need a snack. I, need a snack. I love sharing. a snack.
0: I just wrote in my notes,
1: like in all caps, more naked Santas. So many naked Santas. <laughs>
0: There are so many, although we don't even we haven't even gotten to like the pièce de résistance of naked Santas at this point in my in my opinion, honestly, Um, because really like that on full display comes after uh, Pietari decides to hatch a plan and save the day, Mm -hmm. essentially. So they basically are like, okay, well, all of these Elves are doing like this Krampus, uh, Yule Goat figures bidding, right? Like, they have done all the dirty work, they've stolen the children, and like that's what they're tied to right now, right? So, Pietari's like, Well, we're just gonna use all the kids as bait then, like. That's what we got to do. We're going to lure them away. And while they're away, we'll take out Krampus. So, (laughs) which I think only a kid could hatch this plan and it's brilliant and like just pure and wonderful. And it's like, uh, of course he did. Of course he figured it out. He's like, you know what? Here's my plan. This is what we're going to do. So (laughs) he's the new, he's the new Kevin McAllister. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. And so they have, you know, they have a helicopter and they have, um, basically like a big like net rope yes uh, a net thank you
1: <laughs> we're helping each other out tonight it's cool
0: yes yes so they have this big net that they're able to connect to the helicopter and so they basically just throw all of the children they're still in sacks by the way <laughs> like they're still oh, yeah. cargo they're still essentially <laughs> they're like here we go we're gonna put all of these kids in here airlift them and distract all of these elves so because the elves have already done all of this hard work. And they're going to want to re- recover all of these stolen children, right? And uh, Pietari is like, I'm going on this. I'm going with them. He holds on to the net. And he just swings out of there and has just a grand old time. <laughs> like Just swinging from this net over this frozen landscape. And then this is where we get like just christmas wang up the wazoo because um all of these elves start running after (laughs) this net of children and again they are all just completely and utterly stark naked and it kind of reminded me of like what the herding of the reindeer would have been like right like it's almost like here's santa's reindeer but instead it's just you know naked men um (laughs) But you just see them running and there's just, like, a massive amount of them. It's just, like, hundreds um, just running through, you know, this winter wonderland. Um, So part one of Pietari's, like, plan is going really well. And basically they are going to round them up the same way that they would the reindeer. They're going to take them to that pen. They're going to corral them in, um, you know, and then they'll just, they'll be there. Because it's very clear that, like, there's not a whole lot going on. In the brains of these creatures, necessarily, they're really just kind of like there to do Krampus's bidding. So they're very, you know, they're thinking about one thing essentially. They're like, we're taking our orders, and that's all that we're doing. Um, so they're kind of like, we'll be able to round them up, and once they're in there, like they're not going to be able to get out because they don't really have like the mental capacity for escape necessarily. Like they're just, they're just kind of doing the bidding. Um, meanwhile. While all of that is happening, <clears throat> um, Piparian and Rano and Amo um, are back at the hangar, loading a shit ton of dynamite. <laughs> I think like something like like explosives into the ice. So they're like they're drilling in and finding all of these little grooves where they can like put it in, and basically they're like. We're just going to light Krampus up. Like we're just going to blow this thing <laughs> up.
1: Best um, idea they've had all film.
0: Amazing. Amazing. And they do take a moment to actually saw off the horns too. Um, And I don't know if that was just kind of like, hey, we want a memento from our grand adventure or if they're planning on like selling these later, if they might be helpful. I have no idea, but I'm just kind of like, nah, that makes sense. Absolutely. And they're massive. <laughs> But they're like, we're gonna take we're gonna take Krampus's horns. Oh my um, god.
1: I thought of like how that's such like a finished flex, like to like the American Ford, like Bill Ford, like take him by the horns. And you know, I'm like, actually 100%. I think I think they win. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: they win that yeah. fight. Yeah. And and meanwhile, like this took a twist. So Pietari, um, actually jumps off the net and into the pen in order to open everything up, um, you know, and to corral all of the elves in there. And he essentially, you know, tells the guy who's flying the helicopter, like, I'm not coming back. Tell my dad what I did. Like, I'm going to redeem myself here, essentially. Um, Because he's like, there's no way that he can get back on everything. And like these, you know, these elves are going to be running for him. Um, as a child who can be collected for you know dinner for krampus Mm -hmm. and so they're just like they're rushing into this corral we think that it's the end for pietari but then all of the explosives go off and as soon as krampus is no more the elves no longer have like a psychic connection Mm -hmm. to you know this folk beast and so they just kind of stop they're like Well, we don't have purpose now. And so Pietari is saved.
1: At the last second.
0: At the very, very last second. Like, honestly, y'all, I thought that kid was going to die. I did.
1: And I just saw when evil lurks. I really don't need more kids dying in my life. Um, (laughs) True. (laughs) So I was also like, Pietari, can't you fit between... slats of the fence like think think smart not hard
0: you know what he was he was going out nobly
1: he was going out nobly he's like this Mm -hmm. is the only way that my father will will forgive me so um and so the santas you know by the way the whole time that they're running through the forest like dongs out they're holding weapons so it's like it's not just like naked santas but like they're like
0: it's naked armed armed santas
1: it's naked armed santas um which yeah i i never seen anything like it and uh, so now they're so it's hilarious because now they're just kind of like in this daze they're disoriented it's like they've awoken from a dream and they're Mm -hmm. just kind of like like loitering in this pen pen they're not trying to get out they're totally Mm -hmm. subdued and the men are like okay do the math. There's 198 L's. If we charge 85 grand for each of them, 85 grand was the amount they would have made off the reindeer that were slaughtered. They yeah. figured they could make $16 million. Oh um, and so Rauno tells Pietade, you're quite a man. And Pietate responds, so are you. Which oh is my such God. a sweet, so sweet moment. It was great. It was great. <laughs> oh, so... Now the, t- the card comes back. There's 312 days to Christmas. Mm-hmm. And what follows is this unbelievable montage. The it, most-
0: oh my gosh. It's, it's it's brilliant. Like the way that this movie in the end, like just with these like absolute hairbrain schemes, like hatched from, okay, well, you know, this, This elf that we caught is, you know, we're going to ransom him off as a Santa. And then it turning into, oh, we're going to use all the children as bait in this huge net. And we're going to blow up Krampus. And now it's like, well, we have 198 captured elves that clearly are no longer like a threat. So what are we going to do with them? We're going to make money off of them. (laughs) (laughs) we, We see them training all of like... Rewiring and training all of these elves to just be Santas, like
1: <laughs> it's it is brilliant, and it, I, I'm pretty sure it's something Pietari came up with because he's smart like oh, that. Uh, he's an oh,
0: entrepreneur, it has to be truly just <laughs> it's so good. You see, like Pietari and like his, his father, his father is like sitting down he has pietari on his lap and they're you know taking him across and 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 showing him just like rubbing his son's face like really gently It's it's that these elves can like mimic the behavior oh my god it is absolutely wild and so much fun and i did not expect it at all um and actually, this is where we get our title card for the film, too, because it comes back around. And actually, we didn't get rare exports anywhere until the very, very end of the film. And that's where it makes sense, because these are the rare exports. They package them all up before Christmas, and they send them across the world and apparently just make millions. Um you know and and they're rare exports like from the home of the original santa claus
1: the original santa claus it's so funny too because they're like hand selecting the santas who have fully like rehabilitated from their feral state (laughs) and like you pan through all of these santas that they're being like strolled past uh pietade and his father And, like, there's only, like, maybe one or two at a time that look like they don't want to eat or kill the child, the the fake child doll that's, like, on their lap. And you just see one and he's just, like, in awe and, like, he's just engaged and, like, loving on the child, the fake child that, like, he's. And they're like, yeah, that one, we're shipping him to Tanzania. And um, evidently the short film and the sequel that were done in the early aughts are sequels actually to this mm. film so it's more about the uh elf slash santa trade than yeah. how this all came to be and like i i actually really love like kind of the crossover to the sort of like the worldwide lore of santa where like how can santa be in like all these places at one time well that's because there's so many of them from finland mm-hmm. like they exactly exactly they are shipped worldwide. Like that's obviously how they how they get to everyone's door, and um, and then at one point, like the helicopter that lifts off from the airstrip with the children hanging from it. Like by the way, like the ball zacks, I just want to let everyone know there is a theme in this movie, and it's <laughs> dick. It's dick. <laughs> at least like that's. What, but, and anyway, the, we oh my see, gosh, so many sacks. Pippernen, who's flying the helicopter, like on Dasher, on Dancer, and so like he's sort of oh, we're sort of in Santa's sleigh, like yeah, flying through the mountains as you normally see Santa in his sleigh, like in any other traditional Christmas movie. So I, yep. I loved the little nods here and there um, to traditional, traditional Christmas time media and making it into yeah. something completely, like, new and original. So um, that's kind of, we end our movie seeing a huge warehouse of rare exports, and I bet you'll never look at your Macy's Santa the same.
0: Nope. Nope. Absolutely. <laughs> Straight out of Finland.
1: <laughs> Straight out of Finland. That's
0: what's mm-hmm. printed on the other side of the box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, this was this was such a fun one. Like I said, I think that it was a little slow in the beginning, just as it was kind of building all of its set pieces and everything. Um, But once once, you know, Christmas really rolls around and you, you know, start to understand what's actually happening, like it. It just descends into absolute holiday madness. And I loved it. It was extremely fun.
1: I couldn't believe how much like I enjoyed it and haven't heard about this, like just through friends, like in this community, Mm -hmm. but um, yeah, if you're hearing it here, you should definitely check it out. And it's on most of the streaming platforms for free, like Amazon and Peacock, Tubi, Redbox. Um, So you know, if you just basically type in rare export streaming, you can find it. And uh, you know why not? Why not gather the family around a, fi- a cozy fire and
0: throw on rare exports? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Maybe They'll make some one thing cookies. during like the first half. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You 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 <laughs> really you really need to eat some gingerbread while watching this. And uh, yeah, gather gather the family around for a whole lot of Santa fun.
1: <laughs> well. We will see you all a little later this month for a very special holiday themed author
0: interview. Yes, I can't wait. I, let's let's just let's go ahead and say it. Let's drop it. We are going spoil it. Yeah, why not? Why not? We are going to be interviewing Brian McGauley, the author of Candy Cane Kills, the second book in the Killer VHS series from Shortwave Press. And I really just cannot wait. It's going to be so much fun to talk to him. Um, and the book is, is is going to be so much fun. I mean, give me Slasher, Santa, Christmas all day long. I'm into it. Slasher, Let's Santa, go.
1: Christmas. Slasher, Santa, Slasher, Father, Christmas. Say any of those five times fast. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's going to be fun.
1: Remember kids, you better watch out. You better, you better not, not cry. Not die. You better you not, not out I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming. To town. You still have a few days left to be on the nice list. So use them wisely.
0: Until next time. Next time. Stay, spooky, Stay spooky, pod people. people. Happy Krabba knocked
1: Happy Krabba not